The Florida Gators are looking to go 4-2. They're looking for their first SEC win this Saturday. And we're going to talk about it with John Miller from Locked On Mizzou right now. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are here with Locked On Crossover Action. I am Brandon Olson, the host of Locked On Gators, with John Miller, the host of Locked On Mizzou. And we're talking about this Florida Gators versus Missouri Tigers game. Before that, today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. And John, before we even talk about the game, I want to give you, you personally, on behalf of the Missouri program, a big thank you because uh, last year's loss to Missouri in overtime was the moment where I was like, okay, Dan Mullen's getting fired. It's uh, all the, over. Yes. I, I That loss was legitimately the moment I was just like, okay, like there will be a change. Beforehand, we were like, maybe there needs to be a change, but the loss to Missouri just solidified it for me where I was just like, okay, Dan Mullen's gone. Let's start looking at candidates. So thank you so much for that because we got Billy out of it. So I'm cool with it. Well, so good. I'm glad you guys. So we're still in the uh, honeymoon phase with Billy Napier. I see. What are your, what are the early impressions of uh, coach Napier? Um, I, I love that he's been willing to adjust because, you know, the first few months recruiting wasn't hot and Florida fans started getting very upset with it where Billy had okay. to put out an open letter where he was like, Hey, like we're going to get it done. And then he got more aggressive and got a ton of commits in a short period of time. And then the first few weeks of the season, Florida's offense was looking so boring and simple. And then the past two weeks he's opened up the playbook and he's like, Hey, we figured out how to throw the ball downfield. So I, I like that. He's just like willing to adjust to things that aren't going the way they should be going. And, and that's just, it's one of those things where like the Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett, I'm like, okay, it's rough and it doesn't look like it's getting any better. Like he's not making changes. Billy Napier's at least changing what needs to be changed. So it's very refreshing. And I love that. And I love him. He just seems like a really cool guy. But um, for, from your end, what, what is the biggest story for Mizzou football heading into this game? Well, obviously, as everybody in the country noticed this past Saturday, a really, really Really good ball game between Missouri and Georgia, which I don't think anybody was really expecting. Certainly, I wasn't expecting that close of a ball game, despite what a gigantic homer that I am. So I guess the question is, can Missouri keep this momentum going? It's going to be tough. Typically, it's hard for a college team to have that kind of atmosphere on a Saturday night, get up really big for number one, get that close, and then hey, we got to play another game. 11 a.m. kickoff, am I wrong on that? Or noon, I guess, Eastern time. So an early kickoff, boy, that that's worrisome to me. But really the biggest story, I think, for Missouri this week, we might find out today, in fact, this is Wednesday as we record here, Wednesday's practice for Missouri could be big because Dominic Lovett, who just got put on the Bolitnikoff watch list, by the way, leads the conference in receiving yards, receiving yards got banged up, didn't play in the second half last week. 
but still managed to get 84 yards in the first half, something like that. So if he doesn't play, that's a really big deal for Missouri. But if he can play and is anywhere close to 100%, I think Missouri actually has a pretty good shot in this ball game. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, Lovett was the receiver where there was that uh, that little scramble drill with Brady Cook, and then he he just completely separated. It looked like he was running a hook or a slant and just completely went with the corner after that. And it was just it was it was a great play. So if he doesn't play, that uh that helps Florida a lot in terms of a uh, scramble drill and and that big playability there. And I mean, for Florida, we we clearly. It's Anthony Richardson. Whether you want it to be or not want the big story to be Anthony Richardson, sure. it's always going to be Anthony Richardson. Whether he can continue his hot streak that he's been on with Tennessee and Eastern Washington, which I, I, I vaunted defenses over there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whether he's going to continue that hot streak or we're going to see you know, Kentucky or South Florida Anthony Richardson where he just cannot get his feet underneath him. I think that's my biggest concern because he's – I've said this a million times, one of the most physically gifted human beings on the planet, people that are his size don't move the way he does. Right. And if they do, they're not playing quarterback because they can't throw the ball at all. And so he's one of those kinds of players where it, it's incredibly difficult to game plan for. But I mean, South Florida and Kentucky just let him throw the ball and he made his own mistakes. So that's got to be the biggest storyline for me with the Florida Gators, just, just going into this one. And John, I, I actually do want to ask you for a second. Um, uh, about Coach Drinkwitz and just how he's been doing this year. Because I'll tell you this, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like Coach. So I will ask how he's been doing this year. I know he was, uh, it was a blowout week one versus Louisiana Tech, and he was just like, "Yeah, no, we need to be better." And he's like, "We need, we need to be better." So, right, just how's he been this year? How's his performance? Well, you know, I think it's been up and down. And, uh, you know, I sort of joked around early about Billy Napier still being in the honeymoon phase. Well, I think Drinkwitz is officially out of the honeymoon phase. And now in year three here, I think Missouri fans are are taking a much more critical look at the guy, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of Missouri fans, and including myself at times, have been critical of his play calling. And really, even more importantly, just so far his inability to find a signal a signal caller a quarterback that he seems to be really comfortable with one that can actually run his offense in fact Brady Cook who he's starting in year three is a Barry Odom recruit so that kind of tells you about all you need to know now I am curious Brandon what, what's your beef with Drinkwitz obviously there was the Dan Mullen kerfuffle the whole you know I'm going to put on the Darth Vader helmet and all this kind of crap thing is that is that basically it we're just tired of drink what's mouth before he's really accomplished anything is that the whole deal uh partially it's also that i met him before <laughs> and i, okay. didn't, and I didn't like the interaction uh I interesting the 2021 senior bowl uh he was there because larry roundtree the third who i love was there uh so i got to meet coach Drinkwitz and coach looper i believe his last yeah. name is yep. chance looper, or, uh, was, yes curtis looper excuse me his, his son is awesome. chance yeah he was awesome. He was incredibly nice. Cool. Coach Drinkwitz legitimately, like I went to introduce myself and he was just like, mm. <laughs> legitimately just waved me off. And I was like, I okay, hate it. Then. That's, <laughs> just like, you I hate know him. what? That's fair. I, I will say one thing I've noticed with Coach Drinkwitz, this was definitely true in his first year with Missouri. If you're a, a younger member of the media, like if you're younger than Coach Drinkwitz and you're in the media, he kind of likes to bully the young guys in the media a little bit. So that seems a little bit on brand for me. I hate to say it. 
yeah, it it it, it hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I would have probably taken that a little personally too. Yeah, I was just like, okay, man. <laughs> like on, I was bro. going to give you a compliment, and he just yeah. completely just hmm. gave you the old stiff arm, huh? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to Coach Luber, and he's way nicer. But uh, we're about to take a look at how Florida can win this game, how Missouri can win this game. But first, a quick word from Upside, because, John, I don't know about you, but uh, driving's been a bit of a pain lately with with the prices of the gas pump. They've gotten better, but it, it's still bad, and I like to eat out a lot. So then, them checks for me, not, not wonderful. Inflation is hitting me right where it hurts, right in the bank account, which is why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas groceries dines out and with every purchase i'm earning cash back thanks to upside to get started download the free upside app use my promo code locked and get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more download the free upside app and use promo code locked to get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more using promo code locked Thanks again for making Locked On Gators or Locked On Missouri your first listen of the day. And now we're talking about this big game. It's it's noon Eastern, 11 Central time kick here. And Florida versus Missouri. Missouri is winning the series lead. I believe it is 6-5, to five, especially after last year's 23-24 overtime win, which was a heartbreaker for me. Um, it was, it was just, I was, I had friends at my house when that happened. And let me tell you one, I never have people over because I am an intense football watcher, not a <laughs> yellow. I'm very quiet, but it like, it sets a mood where I'm just like, don't talk to me. Right. Um, and the way that game ended, I, it ended, I legitimately just walked out of the living room, went into the office and I was just like, I need, I need a breather. But <laughs> I think that's how I felt after the Auburn game a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm going to need a minute uh, before I do this post-game video, guys. Uh, give me a second here. Yeah, I, I remember I had a bunch of friends over, and I was just like, no, you need to leave me alone right now. <laughs> that should not have been a loss in the way that it was. I believe there was one passing touchdown, and our quarterback caught it. So that that's about how that game went. Um, was really fun. But, John, going into this game this Saturday – what does Missouri have to do to win this game? Well, number one, I think on the defensive side of the ball, I think that's the strength for Missouri right now is that defensive group. And it seems like the plan in several by several of the Gators' opponents so far, at least for the most part, has been to load the box against Anthony Richardson a little bit and dare him to make throws. And if you paid attention to my podcast or you just watched the Missouri game this past week against Georgia – it sounds quite a bit like Missouri's game plan against the dogs this past Saturday, which was mostly effective, obviously. So I'm just curious, how do you see that matchup playing out? Because do you think Anthony Richardson can handle that type of pressure, get the ball out of his hand quickly and make those kind of quick decisions? Yeah, I, I think the hardest part for me going into this game when I was just looking at it was that Missouri has, I mean, against Georgia at least, felt like they played a lot of man coverage and that they were sending... 100%, yeah. Yeah, they were sending quite a bit of pressure too. And so it's just like, okay, like uh, Martez Manuel, I believe is how it's pronounced. Yeah. He comes in, he blitzes on, I think, 15% of his past defense snaps this season so far. Uh, Tyron Hopper has been not only used somewhat often as as a blitzer i believe he's about a quarter of his past defense reps he blitz he's been incredibly effective when he does it yep and um i know that 
that game. I, I know that the Florida Gators locker room is not super keyed in on Tyron Hopper. Like there's no bad blood there. They know that, hmm. you know, it was maybe a family situation as well. But okay. I'm curious to see if Anthony Richardson can hold up against that because Tennessee blitzed the heck out of him and he did produce. He didn't play fantastic football. He was very productive, but it wasn't necessarily clean football throughout. I'm curious to see if you see maybe Justin Shorter running vertical often, and it's just can Anthony Richardson put the ball in a spot where Justin Shorter can win that contested catch. But even then, I think the fact that we have to go, well, you have to win contested catches says pretty much what it should say about the wide receiver room in Gainesville right now is that there's not a ton of talent. Anthony Richardson is going to have to – pick it up and I would expect to see Tyron Hopper spying Anthony Richardson quite a bit that's how Kentucky kind of neutralized him a little bit they had a spy and it was just the second he left the pocket Kentucky ran out on him and I would think that Tyron Hopper would do the same exact thing and I would expect the same thing from Missouri to kind of just I I feel like Kentucky kind of set the game plan that they showed you exactly how you can neutralize Anthony Richardson whether or not he was banged up in that game whether or not the offense has changed he still has to show you that he can do that because he's played five games this year. Two have been good. Two have been bad. One's been hit or miss with that Utah game. Uh, it was, you know, the Heisman moments that people want to talk about, but he was wildly inconsistent in that game as well. So I think that's my biggest thing is just Missouri's going to be aggressive. And I'm a bit worried about Anthony Richardson actually being able to kind of beat that defense there. Yeah, and I will say just uh, on the matchup between the receivers there for the Gators, which you're not a huge fan of, I think Missouri's secondary has been really solid. Although Chris Abrams drained, maybe their best corner missed some time last week in the second half as well. I just think that whole game plan, especially against Georgia last week, showed that Missouri does have a lot of trust in that secondary too. So I think you're, like you said, I think we're going to see another aggressive defensive game plan here from Missouri against Anthony Richardson wouldn't certainly a a quarterback spy on a lot of snaps makes a lot of sense and really I think if there has been the occasional weakness with this Missouri defense occasionally their tackling has been a little bit suspect it's been okay I just think there's been moments where they've missed some tackles and you know at the just the size of Anthony Richardson I mean obviously there's going to be moments where guys like Tyron Hopper possibly you know Martez Manuel, like he brought up before, are going to have a chance to bring him down one-on-one. If they can't do it, if Richardson just uses his size to get out of it, that could be potential for some huge game-changing kind of explosive plays. That's something to watch to me with all the the blitzing and pressure. I think the Missouri's going to at least try to put on Richardson. Yeah, and I mean, you can look at the Eastern Washington game, which again, Eastern Washington, but he had a defensive end literally just wrapped around his ankle and Anthony Richardson could not move his legs and just still let it fly. Like it was just completely just pure arm talent and he got a first down from it and it was a big game. So I think that's one of the things where you have to not only hit him, but you got to hit him pretty hard in order to bring him down. And uh, I mean, looking at the, Gators game plan if you want to win this game I think that we're looking at the defense as well so both teams was like a defense has to show up where I think with the Gators you've got Brady Cook's got dual threat ability not not he's not Anthony Richardson running the ball but he can certainly make you pay I think he's picked up like 15 first downs running the ball this season just he's been a killer when you disrespect him there and I think the rushing attack from Missouri is going to be something that 
every team has found success running the football against Florida. You know, Florida fans love to tout that they, they've got almost 200 rushing yards per game when I believe they're allowing 215 rushing yards per game. Oh, wow. So, so it's like, do you really care about your rushing offense there? If rushing defense has been bad and Florida has just been so passive. Uh, if you're listening to my show daily, you know that I complain about it. I complain about how passive this Florida Gators, I mean, specifically defensive line has been. And then if you're a locked on Mizzou listener, congrats. Now, you know, Florida Gators defensive line cannot stop the run with any sort of consistency. So I, th- I think that's the thing for me where Brady Cook is going to have scramble opportunities. We all saw the Hendon Hooker, I think it was like 45 or 50 something yard rush against Florida. And then you have this Gators rushing attack, rushing defense, which has literally just let people run through them at will and, they kind of just take the punch in the mouth. They don't. They don't really do anything. It's a. It's not what we're used to seeing from a Florida Gators defense, and that that kind of worries me against this Missouri offense that is going to run the ball. Yeah, that's interesting. If anything, I would like to see. I would have liked to have seen, especially last week, Brady Cook run the ball a little bit more. Just some maybe some more designed stuff. Maybe some just simple read option keepers on the back end of the defense. That kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, obviously. Missouri's passing game at times has definitely left a lot to be desired. They hit some explosive plays against Georgia last week, but there wasn't a lot of efficiency there. Not a lot of just, you know, consistent moving of the chains kind of stuff. So if indeed Missouri can run the ball effectively, yeah, that'll be a huge deal for sure. Yeah, I mean, schematically, Florida looks similar, we'll say, to Georgia. Uh, not not the exact same. There are some differences, but, but similar to Georgia. And I mean, Missouri found big plays against there, and I can tell you Georgia's got better players on that defense than Florida right. has. So it's a matter of actually being able to execute your game plan, which Florida has been so bad at this year. Mm-hmm. Just just so – it might as well have me out there at certain points with the way <laughs> things are looking. And uh, if, you, if you're listening and not watching, not an athlete. Just know that. Not now. <laughs> so, so it wouldn't be best for Florida to have me out there. But at certain points, it, it's been – incredibly rough and john you know to wrap up today's show we are going to talk about these these score predictions and how we think it'll work out but first a quick word from our sponsors to wrap up today's show it's locked on crossover action brandon olson from locked on gators john miller from locked on mizzou here and john do you want to go first you want me to go first how how do you want to do this you know what you know what? Uh, since I'm the guest, I, I suppose I will go first. I'll I'll take the lead here and uh, and take the tee box. You know, I, I'm really seeing once again. I, I sound like a broken record here if you listen to Locked On Mizzou because every single week it seems like I'm telling my listeners to take the under of every Missouri game. And this total here, especially after listening to you, Brandon, fifty-five and a half. That just seems too high to me. I just think one of these offenses at least is probably going to fail to live up to its half of that total. I, I, I just don't see it. So first of all, I, I just think it's going to be a close ball game. I, I really do. I just have a feeling maybe if Dominic Lovett is out, maybe I'll change my tune. I, I have a feeling he's going to get out there. Drinkwood said he was like 50-50 yesterday. I think he's going to gut it out and play. Maybe that'll look wrong here by the time the show comes out. That's just my feeling right now. I think Missouri actually somehow pulls out a victory here. Something like 23 to 20, something like that. 
I like that you I, I didn't know that the over under was set at fifty five and a half. I did know that Florida's the, the spread right now, Florida's ten and a half point favorites. Which just strikes me as really high. I think these it's teams are wrong. pretty close. I really do. I just think these teams are pretty close. Yeah, it's definitely wrong. I don't okay. know what, what they're doing over there. Love them, but love you guys at betonline.net, but that number is way too high. I have given them my money already that Florida will cover that. Because I was like, I want to get there before that changes. I didn't know the over-under was set at 55 and a half. I did have the score as Florida 31, Missouri 24. Okay. I, I think Florida wins. Um, I think that it's closer than 10 and a half. But I, I think Florida can win this game by a touchdown. I think that I, I, I don't want to be kind of dismissive of Missouri because I was very dismissive of Kentucky. And then, uh, as you like to say, that Missouri will eventually punch you in the groin or kick you in the groin. That's um, right. Yes. I, I, I talked a lot of trash to Kentucky and then Florida and Kentucky kicked me in the groin for 60 right. minutes. And just that whole game. I was, I do think that Florida, at least if they keep that offensive playbook opened up, will be able to create some big plays, especially if you have an aggressive defense, Florida has no problem keeping in tight ends and running backs to pass protect and just, trying to let you win a jump ball. And also I think more going into my, my feel for this is just, you mentioned it earlier where it's hard to play number one and get really revved up for that game and then come out the next week and show up. It it is very difficult to do that. And I liken it to how Florida last year against Alabama, Florida played way above their weight class. And then, I mean, Tennessee the next week was just Tennessee imploding. But after that Alabama game, they, they kind of they never had the same juice because they got really revved up to play a top three team and they played above their weight class and it wasn't good enough to get the win. And I feel like Missouri might hit that same little hangover. I, that definitely worries me a lot. I brought it up before, but I think, you know, I, I wasn't actually planning on picking Missouri to win until just right in that moment after talking to you. I, I just suddenly I just had a feeling, gosh, maybe the Tigers will win this. And a part of it is despite the fact that this is a tough spot for Missouri after an emotional game against a really good physical opponent, a part of me just thinks that maybe Missouri wants this a little bit more than Florida. You know, this is a rebuilding season truly for Florida. I think more so than Missouri. Again, this is year three of Drinkwitz, year one of Napier, still just a lot of Dan Mullen defenders out there and that kind of thing. I have to wonder about the locker room a little bit after, you know, let's face it, Florida is a team that's won, I believe, well, at least they've won two national championships in the last 15 years, three in the last 20 or 30 or so. They won in the 90s as well. So that's a program that has really high expectations, to say the least. So you've already got two losses. I just wonder sometimes in those type of locker rooms if those teams start to check out a little bit. Maybe I'm reaching for something here, but that's just kind of a gut feeling that I have. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I feel like that was my concern as well. Of just like, this is a, a new roster. I've spoken to a couple of players who are like, man, I wish I played more. Um, but, but haven't yet. But I will also say that uh, on the Wednesday show of lockdown Gators, I had Hayden Hanson on, who's a Florida Gator freshman tight end. He's there every Wednesday. And I don't remember if it was on air or off air, but I remember asking him about it. And he was just like, Oh no, like they're like, he's like the veteran leaders in that room are pissed. He's like, he's like, they're pissed about last year's Missouri loss. He's like, they they should be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Florida Florida should have won that game. Florida wasn't a good team last year, 
Right. But I think they should have won that game. I think they just were – it was horrible execution, horrible coaching. And I love it because Dan Mullen loves it. They got us Billy. But I, I think Florida should have won that game. Um, and, and they didn't. And I know that a lot of the veteran leaders are pissed about it. And they're looking forward to this game. Okay. Well, that makes me that, that makes me hesitate on picking Missouri to win a little bit then. Really? But you know what? <laughs> can I ask you, can I ask you one sort of fun question that's been on my mind? I am serious about this question, but it'll probably get a chuckle from your listeners a little bit. When does Urban Meyer get on the Florida Ring of Honor? It's gotta happen. Come on, quit denying the guys. Maybe your best coach in school history. What are we doing here? What is that? Did something happen with Urban Meyer? I, I, I'm forgetting. Is oh, I'm being told. Yes, there was some scandal there. Okay, sorry. Uh, but seriously, he's got to get up there at some point, right? It's been it's been ten years. We can do it. Gary Pinkle just got on the wall at Missouri, and it's only been six years or seven years. Come on, get Urban yeah. up there. Give him his I, props. I feel like Florida wants to, and then every time that they're like, "Oh, let's do it." he does something stupid <laughs> and they're just like like they're like oh he's in the nfl now right he's up he's a little cool. mature here yeah. and then what could possibly go wrong yeah, and then he he screws the pooch immediately yeah. they, they couldn't even do it which by i was the way, gonna say they gotta wait another four or five years now at least i think yeah, unfortunately for urban yeah see how he screws that one up too i will say <laughs> Gary and Pinkle. by then, I think the uh, there, you never know. There could be a contingent of people on Gator Reddit that are that are fully bring back Urban. Like it'll happen. Just wait. Don't, Give it another year. If if Napier slightly disappoints in year two, the bring back Urban crowd, it will happen. Just watch. I know yeah. college football fans. I'll, I'll tell you this: <laughs> I have gotten YouTube comments that are. Billy Napier needs to bring in Urban Meyer as offensive coordinator because the offensive play calling at certain points has been so bad. But, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Urban's going to jump at that opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure <laughs> he'd love to come right back, especially Absolutely, because yeah. they're making a uh, they're making a Netflix documentary about the Urban Meyer championship teams. So I'm sure that whatever comes out about that will will delay the Urban Meyer to Gainesville. Uh, yeah, the there's going to be some revelation if I know Urban Meyer. Oh yeah, there's going to be something <laughs> just horrible, horrible. <laughs> just, now. just despicable. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for making Locked On Gators or Locked On Mizzou your first listen of the day. Make your second listen, Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy and John. I'm sorry to do this to you, but this is how I wrap up every show. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, the University of Florida, with Locked On SEC. Well played.